we've had people who don't even like the anime on here. That's the diversity of opinions we like to bring to you. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. You know what I just heard? Blah, 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 alchemy mumbo jumbo, blah, 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 something about space. It's another episode of Full Metal Analysts. Welcome to our show where free writers analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I'm Mike. And our guest today is the host of Shoujo and Tell, a manga discussion podcast about Shoujo and Jose series that make your heart go doki doki. Please welcome to the show, Ashley McDonald. Hey, everybody. Hey. hey. And hopefully this episode will make your heart go okie doki too. Doki doki too. <laughs> Did I say okie doki or doki doki? You definitely said okie doki. Okay. <laughs> How much sleep did but you get last okey-dokey. night? <laughs> did not get enough sleep last night. Last night yeah? we watched Cruella at midnight wow you made a lot of poor choices yes but let's talk about the actual important thing which is full metal alchemist right (laughs) ashley how did you get started with full metal alchemist okay i've definitely been trying to remember i don't remember all the specific details but i do remember back in like 2009 or 2010 i believe my boyfriend and i at the time were watching whatever episodes were on adult swim at the time like randomly i had not seen the first two episodes because it turns out it was like episode three which is the first tucker episode whatever episode that the first tucker episode is this is og full metal alchemist obviously not brotherhood and i'm like oh i'm really into this you know like Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm super into this like i'm invested so the second episode comes on and of course it's very troubling and upsetting and then i'm like crying at you know like one in the morning (laughs) in college so i think from there we were like okay we have to watch all of full metal alchemist now and i remember being (laughs) disappointed by the end of the first series since it diverges from the manga and i was like it's very obvious that it diverges from the manga (laughs) um i watched brotherhood for the first time in 2011 or 2012 and was like yes this is much better and then i really liked it a lot it's one of the things that even for people who aren't really into anime but i've watched a couple of anime they're always like everybody has to watch full metal alchemist brotherhood for the characters it's like the best character building ever and like world building and i'm like okay and then yeah i haven't rewatched it since uh, y'all asked me to be on this podcast and i was like mm, episode 48 i'm definitely gonna need to brush up on the first 47 <laughs> episodes <laughs> yeah did you watch them all yeah i watched all i watched a bit beyond even 48 so i'm on episode like 52 wow. or something now yeah kudos nice. you did your homework i did my homework you're ready <laughs> i'm pretty sure i have to check but i'm pretty sure this is our one year anniversary episode <laughs> oh, oh my god it might be us <laughs> well, our first episode came out June 27, 2020, and this definitely was not going to come out that same date, but let's pretend it does and say happy anniversary to us. Yay. Yay. But the reason why we wouldn't have you here, Ashley, is because as the host of Shoujo Intel, you talk about a genre of manga, and by extension anime, who doesn't get as much attention and as much critical analysis as the genre we talk about here, which is shonen. What are elements from Full Metal Alchemist that you see that kind of make it stand out on its own particular genre, that make you go like, oh, this is something that's much more to do with my favorite genre than shonen? Yeah, I've been talking about this with my partner a lot, because I'm like, there is something, maybe not necessarily shoujo or jose about it, but there's something about it being made by a woman that makes it different than shonen that's, you know, made by men. Well, first, there's the odd, more obvious like surface level thing is that like, you know, it's very gender balanced in terms of characters, right? Like there's lots of powerful women, lots of powerful men, 
But notably, all the worst leaders, like the most powerful people in the military, are all men. <laughs> There's definitely a commentary <laughs> going on here. But yeah, I just think that in general, both are going to play with morality, right? But Shonen, written by men, there's a spectrum of good and evil. And it's kind of like, what if we play sometimes with people who are in the middle of the spectrum? But then there's also like superheroes who are obviously don't really question that they're good, except maybe in My Hero Academia, because that's like an exceptional shonen. <laughs> and then there's like laughably evil characters. In Full Metal Alchemist, I'm going to give credit to my partner because he mostly came up with this. His name is Asher. And he's like, in Full Metal Alchemist, you know, Arakawa is playing more like on a plane of morality. Like there's sure there's good, there's evil. Evil is simple, like genocide, bad. All the good characters are very morally complex, like in surprising ways. And then they're, they're operating not just like on good or evil, but also like loyalty to country or military or like, like all these various things where it's like, it's really hard to say that any of these characters is good, but you still like really empathize with them. Like we're rooting for Scar right now. And he just has done very awful things in his past. Um, and I definitely spent the first like 20 episodes of this anime being like, it's actually very annoying that Ed and Al are looking for their bodies when they know like what they did was wrong. Like how could they think that retrieving their body or their body parts doesn't require some toll that they're not willing to pay. Like that just didn't really make sense to me. But like, yeah, in, in general, I just think Arakawa is really good at having like so many depths of morality. You can't even like fathom it. <laughs> and, there, and obviously there is like <laughs> mm -hmm. a softness too. I think there's a generosity that women give all characters that men do not <laughs> in general. I think Whoa. that's very true. <laughs> so this week we're talking about the episode, The Oath in the Tunnel, which was directed by... And this surprised me, guys. Really surprised me. Hisatoshi Shimizu, brand new director. Never directed an Ooh. episode before this. He directed this episode and another one coming up ahead. He also worked as an episode director for Kill a Kill and Space Brothers, amongst others. <gasps> wow. Space Brothers. Those are like two of my favorite anime. Arthur's favorite. <laughs> Kill a Kill is definitely I love awesome. Kill a Kill. It's awesome. Yeah. And I love Space Brothers. There's not enough fighting. Mike, <laughs> go watch Dragon Ball Z. Just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just and it was kidding. written by Shotaro Suga, who wrote 11 episodes in total. This is his penultimate episode. So now it's time for us to do our improvised recap. This is the moment in the podcast where one of us would do a 21-second improvised recap of this week's episode. And that person will be decided by the roll of a dice. If he lands on one, it's me. If he lands on two, it's Arthur. If he lands on three, it's Mike. And if he lands on four, it's our guest, Ashley. Let's roll the dice. Two. Uh, Again. Three, two, one, go. So they kill Gluttony like a bunch. And then and it's Ling and Lan Fan and Old Man Fu. And they're all killing him, and they can sense homunculi in the dark. And but Salim gets killed a bunch by the lion. But then villagers come, and he's he's back with the torches. And then he eats gluttony, and it's it's freaking crazy. And then meanwhile, Mustang and Madam Christmas blow up the house and go into tunnel. Yeah, stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> you have failed. Arthur. And Madam Christmas is his mom. Foster mom. Oh, I like that Mustang <laughs> has the same backstory as Don Draper. Yeah, because I've been watching what? Mad Men. He does. They're both raised in like a brothel. They're like presumably they're both the child of brothel. a prostitute. <laughs> right. Right. Wait, wait, wait. She's not a prostitute. <laughs> She's his foster mother. And I'm guessing we, we that can his presume. real mother is one of the girls. Yeah, we can presume that. 
I actually didn't presume that, but yeah, that's like, that was my reading anyway. Maybe I'm watching too much Mad Men, but no, I think I think Arthur's <laughs> right on the money there. Yeah, well, I like that it shows that like you know in the initial anime he's much more of a like straight up playboy, but in this it's like oh he's not a playboy. This is just like his family, you know, like he's just hanging out with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gonna make a great leader. <laughs> You can laugh at himself, sure. you know. That's what you want. You know, I'm just trying to mess with Michelle. <laughs> just You're doing a good job. I think he's going to make a great leader. Huh? <laughs> Absolutely. It's the kind of quality you want in a Fuhrer. I would love to have a Fuhrer, me in particular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuhrers are awesome, right? If I had to pick between not having a Fuhrer and having a Fuhrer, I would definitely pick having a Fuhrer. Are you sure you don't want to get into this muddy, like, definitely watching it this time, I was like, oh, this is Israel-Palestine, though, with, like, Nazi Germany. Like, it's oh, all it's mixed wor- in. I was oh, like, it's every, it's you want to know what's bad. worse about that? You want to know it's what's worse bad. about that? That you came to that conclusion and then you remember that this was written in 2003. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> so this episode starts off with Lon Fawn, Ex Machina, coming back. This episode, I do like how they developed that a little bit. What I do, however, very much enjoy about that scene is the strategy around how would you actually fight pride? Yeah, that was what intrigued me the most was that they were like, ah, yeah, it... it disappears when you cut off his shadows and i was like okay that's interesting (laughs) yeah it was was like a little bit like they're playing fast and loose but also it is using all established rules so i i liked it that whole thing of taking pre-established rules and finding some way to increase upon the rules while staying within the guidelines of the rules that felt very shonen to me oh super shonen yeah yeah Mm -hmm. top it all off we even had the scene after where ed stops to explain which is the moment i was like buddy come on you don't have time to explain (laughs) it to them right now like yeah i definitely remember saying at least maybe once in this episode being like why are you explaining your tactics to your enemy who's standing right there (laughs) no don't do it i kind of like when the show does that kind of thing because it does it better (laughs) like a lot of shonen would be like oh you thought i could only do a hundred percent power well how about two hundred percent and they're like no (laughs) like why didn't know numbers went that high it is pre-established rules yeah it's not like Yu-Gi-Oh, where it's like you've activated my trap card or like yeah in bleach they would absolutely just be like i have bankai number one and like secret bankai form number two or something you know like <laughs> stuff like that i'm pretty sure some kid after watching the alchemist was like i need to cover myself in carbon <laughs> and i'll be immortal i know i've said this before but we've completely just given up on the gorilla guy and mr lion because that's literally what they're called in this episode like, he's like <laughs> gorilla guy thanks mr lion like he doesn't know their names either you know why should i learn their names if ed can't learn their names because ed is a jerk like that though oh, okay <laughs> you know? all right so yeah she's got a point and we all uh, know what their names really are which and we're is all gonna say it at the same time. Bebop and Rocksteady. Del Chato. <laughs> Lionel Richie and Richard. <laughs> Sampano? They're all Del Chato for me. <laughs> Del Chato is my favorite. Sounds like a chip flavor to me. Let me just say something real quick. If you're a little devil child who's over 200 years old, why the fuck did you let them take pictures of you? That's he has true. so many pictures of him from different eras, and it's like. If I was a little devil child who's always immortal, 
nobody would ever take pictures of me. Yeah, if you're playing happen. the part of a kid, what are you going to do when someone tries to take your picture? Oh, no, my daddy is very protective and he doesn't let people see me. Yeah, plus they see that he's always in the military. So why would the military shoot themselves <laughs> in the foot by taking pictures of him? You know, like, why would they leave this record? <laughs> I feel like it's yeah, just... You know what? I will, I'll concede that. Something yep. that can happen sometimes, you know, like... It can happen sometimes, but then why are they so well, like... I guess the military went and found all the photos of him, like they murdered all the photographers. Like, is that what happened? I'm going to assume it is now. Put him in a drawer. Well, Probably. apparently it was easy enough that Madame Christmas could find it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, she had a lot of dirt on a lot of those officers, I assume. Bradley gave each of them a photo, and he was like, don't let these photos come together. <laughs> 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 Oh, you're oversimplifying how... Yeah, it's his Christmas card photos. Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> the Salim Bradley mystery is so underwhelming that by this point... And, and yeah, again, this would have been way, way better if it had come before we knew he was Pride, right? Then it would have been yeah. like, what the also, heck is up with this person? Then they figure it out, and then Pride reveals himself. Like, you're right. Good job, you figured Follow it out. Follow-up question, why does Roy need the pictures now? I mean, Hawkeye was the one that told him that he was a monkless. Was he like... Mm, I know I trust her with my life and I love her. Yeah, but for how long was he? <laughs> but I really need to check. Mom, oh. my yeah. not girlfriend keeps telling me that her that her boss is a devil. Why is he kidnapping the cure's wife? I think I know the answer, but I want to know. Because he why. wants to say my wife. Uh, what is your guess? My guess? My guess. Doesn't he know? that the Fuhrer picked his wife. I don't know, does he? Right, Hawkeye so, knows that. Hawkeye knows that, and Hawkeye would have told him. So I think he knows that she actually is a valuable like thing to the Fuhrer, who I think he thinks is very much still alive. Right, and that's something that Father would underestimate. Yeah, which I think is fantastic, because it's like, yeah. if there's something that could undo one of his glorious homunculi it's their own you know hidden humanity you know that's cool yeah, I, I feel like i'm free to guess on this because i actually don't remember i think the only thing that like really stood out to me is like the fact that pride ate gluttony oh, <laughs> wow. like, yeah, yeah. We, gotta, we yeah. have to talk about that that was for sure really i have so awesome. much to say about that why was envy afraid of pride because pride ate gluttony oh, oh. The moment where I was like, okay, this gets uh, interesting is that Pride licked his lips like he was hungry for gluttony before he had eaten gluttony, where I was mm -hmm. like, okay, so definitely these homunculi are not all one deadly sin, which mm -hmm. I think is true of many of them, not the stupid ones. Like gluttony is just like, you want everything. So like, he's just constantly wanting stuff. Sloth is like, I'm slow. So like sloth is always slow, whatever. Right. But like envy, what, what is envy? Envy just is a crazy person. Envy is the Landau from Escaflone. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. <laughs> if you've ever seen that, like <laughs> he's just, he, they're just the Landau from Escaflone. But in general, it's like, oh, envy. I've never like understood what envy, envy's MO is. So, but it's like, oh, envy is everyone because envy is like the lack of something, right? Like if you envy everybody else, it's because you lack your own thing and you just want to be everybody else. But so right. it's like, Ooh. yeah, pride and gluttony get into this like little philosophical battle, I guess, between themselves where, you know, they're like, pride's like, how many times have you been uh, killed, gluttony? And <laughs> gluttony's like, oh, I've been killed a bunch. Uh, and pride's like, I have been too. So, so gluttony's like, well, we should go back to father and get healed. And Pride's like, no, 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 you know, that would wound his pride. So he can't do that. He's like, I'm just going to eat oh. gluttony. <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's that's the horrifying, like we were talking about, you know, Shonen 
uh, staying within the rules. Like the good guys clearly don't expect that to be within the rules. They're like, you can't eat your own kind. Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, like it's just like breaks their entire conception of everything. And I was like, yep, so that's cool. Super like, sad. Pride is definitely... I love that moment. It's horrifying and sad. It's such a good moment. In order to become gluttony himself, pride must eat and consume gluttony. Like it is the act of gluttony that turns pride into gluttony. Adding on to that, gluttony gets like a taste of his own medicine. He's like, no, don't eat me. It hurts. It's like, that's so sad. I felt so bad for gluttony. <laughs> yeah. I felt even more sad when I, I read the subtitles and he says, help me lust. Like he cries out for lust. Yeah. He's like the only one who used to like take care of him, even though she's dead. He's still like crying out for her. So sad. You know, we have to talk about the fact that <laughs> Gluttony died. You know, Gluttony is death, death. He's finally gone. And so I would like to take this moment to, you know, salute the fallen homunculus. And what better way to celebrate than by reading a selection of comments posted on the internet about his death. Gluttony, this is for you, my brother. Finally, Gluttony's dead. I dislike the guy. I pity Gluttony. Gluttony sucks. Glad he's gone. Thank you, Pride, for killing Gluttony. <laughs> Poor Gluttony, and he called out for lust, but he was a little funny when he was eaten because Ras Big Mouth Thingy looked like an angry sock puppet. Aw, <laughs> oh, poor Gluttony, but I'm glad he's dead. Law, Gluttony's dead. Gluttony's gone. Hooray! Goodbye, <laughs> Gluttony. I don't feel bad for you. I'm so glad Gluttony's dead. He sucked. This is so mean. I know. Pride is my favorite villain. I hated Gluttony. Another homunculus bites the dust. Honestly, who didn't pity Gluttony? Fuck you, Gluttony! <laughs> wow, jeez. Man, dang. Wow, this is a mean message for it. That's so... Like, oh, what man. Pride ate Gluttony was really well done. Do you think that guy ate breakfast first before he wrote down, hey, <laughs> fuck you, Gluttony, and then he's like, yeah, yeah I'm signing off. I oh. almost felt a little bit sorry for Gluttony, but he deserved it. No, Gluttony. Wait, I want to defend Gluttony at the end of this. All right, Hold on. <laughs> Gluttony dies again. Hopefully this time for good. <laughs> yeah, imagine, I'm imagining these all as like newspaper headings. You know? <laughs> yeah, oh Gluttony God. dies again. For the last Goodbye, time. Goodbye, Gluttony, you sad, fat, fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever hates Gluttony, shut the fuck up. Haters can just shut the fuck up. Somebody responded with, shut the fuck up, you. Bye, Gluttony. Wow. What did Gluttony ever really... Gluttony, like, is hungry all the time, but he has very yeah. particular targets. He He's doesn't... kind of a, a victim of the his own circumstances. The only person he really yeah, ate yeah. was Father Cornello. He's the <laughs> only one who's like, like, you know, him and Lust, their friendship is great. Like, he only gets super mad because they're like, he's like, y'all killed Lust, that's mean. And like, it is mean, you know? Like, <laughs> It is. He, he's uh, just like a simple little baby boy guy yeah, yeah yeah like he he does not deserve this this level of hate i don't think 
He's a tool so, of the oppressors, hardly an oppressor himself, you know. Mm. And just like every other tool of the oppressors, he ends up as the same <laughs> way, you know, just part of fuel for the greater machine, you know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this information, but it occurred to me that Gluttony ate Father Cornello and Pride ate Gluttony, and so now Father Cornello is somewhere with inside Pride. pride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff inside Pride. Pride now has all the power of Father Cornello, so watch out. <laughs> oh, we need to address the promise made in the tunnels. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Okay, we addressed. Don't die. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing Cruella Deville taught me is that you know, family, you stick by each other no matter what. Yeah, even if they're abusive and horrible <laughs> to you and make you rob people against your will. God, what happened in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, what? it's time for you. <laughs> to grab onto a bat with your two hands and walk with your two feet out of the field so that you can take part in Mikey at the bat. This is the moment in the podcast where Mike has to guess what happens in next week's episode based solely on the thumbnail and the title of the episode. Mike, will you please describe to us the thumbnail for next week's episode, Filial Affection. Is that Al's eyes? Yeah, those are... Yeah, so Al's back to life and he's going to help them fight pride i assume this is going to be another battle so like this is all about hohenheim it's going to be all about, but also maybe a little bit we're going to see like the difference between how hohenheim is going to take care of his children and fight pride and how pride will be in a position where he needs father's help and father will be like yeah fuck you you fucked up i have a prediction i think that at some point going down the line hohenheim is going to sacrifice his body so that Al can have a body. I think this is a likely thing that will happen at some point in the series. Maybe soon, maybe maybe later. I've been trying to think, like, how could it work, you know? And I feel like that's one way it could work. It would be correct. It would feel correct. And it wouldn't feel like they were exploiting a Philosopher's Stone. Now that Mike has given his prediction, it's time for us to grade this episode on a scale from one to five stars. I'm going to get things started by giving this uh, unenthusiastic four stars. Oh, you're you're using my model. Yeah, I couldn't give it three point five, and I couldn't give it four. So enthusiastic. Well, I like this. I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I I thought it was really cool. I think that pride eating gluttony was one of the best moments of the show for me. Like one of the best horror moments. It's one of the best villain moments. It was cool, and I liked it. I'm gonna give it a straight down enthusiastic four star reading right here. You know. Why not five stars? If you're enthusiastic about four, why not just go the extra, you know? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, you know, why not? If, you can't, if you're more enthusiastic than four. You set yourself four, up to explain it and then did it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, or, I don't know. If you're more enthusiastic than four and less enthusiastic than five, you know, why not do four and a half? like arthur yeah. nope i don't know i don't know um no i think i agree i was in my mind i was like do i give it 3.5 do i give it four four teams too high so maybe i'd go 3.75 i'll break your model even more a little bit <laughs> i don't know <laughs> this has always been my feeling watching fma is that like the beginning is so good like the first like 20 episodes 30 episodes really good but then the end does become just like okay this is an elongated battle and you're not touching my heart like you used to you know but that's okay mm. i do hope there's yeah. a little bit more of that because i i did really like that Star it becomes a different show i had to kind of switch my brain and like change how i watched it and be like okay this is kind of a fight 
anime now, like a really good one with some more in-depth yeah. character stuff. But it is it is a fight anime, and like I will always prefer that like first ten to fifteen episode arc, which I think is so 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 amazing. But I'm I'm enjoying myself. And now we've reached the end of this week's episode of Full Metal Analyst. So I'd like to take this moment to thank our guests for coming. Thank you so much, Ashley. It's been a pleasure having you here with us today. Yes, thanks for having me. It's been uh, fun to talk about a shonen. <laughs> Would you like to plug anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're at all into shoujo manga, um, I've been doing shoujo Intel for a few years. So I've done quite a bit of the Pantheon series. I'm at shoujo Intel on Twitter and all the places. I spell it without the U, so S-H-O-J-O. Yeah, it should be in all your favorite podcast apps. There's a YouTube channel. I'm all, I'm all over the place. Just search for it in the Googles, the evil Googles, you know. And before you go, <laughs> we'd like to ask you to please give us your best Full Metal Alchemist, just like the interstitials. Full Metal Alchemist. And if you don't want to be sniffed by pride, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FM Analysts. That's twitter.com slash FM, the word analysts. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. If possible, leave us a review or recommend the show to a friend. We'd like to thank Sarah Leonard for managing our Tumblr. You can check that out at fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. But watch out, there are spoilers there. We'd also like to thank Camilla Franklin for doing our podcast art. You can check out more of her work by following her on Instagram, at Camillastrator. If you like this episode and would like to hear more, why not subscribe to our Patreon? For just $2, you receive extended versions of each episode a week early. That's right, you can listen to next week's episode right now by going to patreon.com slash fmanalyst. You can hear our full thoughts on Cruella. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, stay frosty, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>